to arrive. This morning, uh, our scripture lesson from the New Testament comes from Ephesians, the first chapter. I invite you to hear these words. Paul writes, We have also received an inheritance in Christ. We were destined by the plan of God who accomplishes everything according to his design. We are called to be an honor to God's glory because we were the first to hope in Christ. You too heard the word of truth in Christ, which is the good news of your salvation. You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit because you believed in Christ. The Holy Spirit is the down payment on our inheritance, which is applied toward our redemption as God's own people, resulting in the honor of God's glory. Since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, this is the reason that I don't stop giving thanks to God for you when I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation that makes God known to you. Pray that the eyes of your heart will have enough light to see what is the hope of God's call, what is the richness of God's glorious inheritance among believers, and what is the overwhelming greatness of God's power that is working among us believers. This power is conferred by the energy of God's powerful strength. God's power was at work in Christ when God raised him from the dead and sat him at God's right side in the heavens, far above every ruler and authority and power and angelic power, any power that might be named not only now but in the future. God, made every, God put everything under Christ's feet and made him head of everything in the church, which is his body. His body, the church, is the fullness of Christ, who fills everything in every way. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O oh Lord, let the words of my mouth and the thoughts and meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you, O oh Lord, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, when I came across this passage this week and was thinking about All Saints Day, I could not help but focus on this word inheritance that shows up actually in three times in this brief passage read today. I found it interesting that, that Paul would use this word inheritance when describing and depicting what God does for us. Right? We know that an inheritance is when someone leaves what someone leaves to someone upon their death. Usually, it's left to the children of the one who's deceased. That, that's often the case with inheritance. It's passed down. Yesterday, I had the unique opportunity um, to see the inheritance of someone who may not have had a lot to leave in terms of monetary gift or value. I was at um, a memorial service yesterday for a member of Fuquay Verena United Methodist Church where I served before here. Um, for a boy named P.J. Ramsey, who died at 12 years old. Um, P.J.'s death was expected before that. In fact, they didn't think P.J. would live to be one year old. And I spent a lot of time with P.J. and his family in the pediatric intensive care unit during my time serving in Fuquay. P.J. was a constant staple at our 930 worship service at Fuquay Verena. He would sit right around right there in the service uh, in his uh, fully electric wheelchair. PJ was never able uh, to, to talk in ways that, that we could understand. And yet, uh, PJ's parents faithfully sang in the praise team each and every Sunday in worship. 
Uh, they were some of my small group leaders for youth, and PJ went with them everywhere. And PJ was an immense gift to the life of our congregation there. Uh, and in fact, the faith of his parents uh, was utterly remarkable to watch yesterday at this worship service. And as I, as I was there and, and I could peer over, uh, they had a full-blown celebration service for PJ yesterday. And early on, right at the beginning of the service, as his parents are there, I just see them raising their hands in praise to God. And it's one of the, I could not help just weeping in place. And seeing the depth of faith of these folks who had entrusted PJ's life since his beginning to the care of God, who rather than questioning God, why did you only give us 12 years and some change with our son, were saying, God, thank you for those 12 years with our son. The first witness of life that was given at PJ's service was not by a pastor yesterday, but by his dad, right? And, and y'all have been to services where it's tough for someone to make it through. But to see the depth of love and the depth of faith going on, it shows the inheritance, not only that PJ's parents are leaving in the life of that church and in everyone that PJ touched, but in the life of him. PJ, 12-year-old boy with severe disabilities, left an immense inheritance to all he met and to the life of that entire community. It was a remarkable day yesterday. It's one where I had trouble thinking of how it was going to fit this morning until I was there and realized just I had to share with you all the depth of faith and the depth of the ways in which God works, even in spite of people's different abilities, that God's gifts were fully present in that boy and in that community yesterday. And PJ left an immense inheritance. In this passage today, Paul presents the gift of salvation through Jesus in familiar economic terms of inheritance. He says right away, we have also received an inheritance in Christ. Friends, our inheritance is vast. It is salvation. It is God's kingdom. It is the fullness of God. We have to use a bunch of terms to get around this idea of salvation because it is just so huge. It is so big and so vast that that's why there's a bunch of metaphors and different language used for it in Scripture. And then it goes on to say, I pray that the eyes of your heart will have enough light to see what is the hope of God's call, what is the richness of God's glorious inheritance among believers, and what is the overwhelming greatness of God's power that is working among us believers. Friends, our inheritance that we've received is rich. And it is an inheritance because it is grace. There is nothing that we have done to earn this inheritance that God has given to us. See, Paul is trying to encourage these Ephesian believers in this passage that indeed they are also inheritors of God's kingdom, even as non-Jewish people. He wants them to know that this is part of God's plan. And so he writes about the Holy Spirit. He says the Holy Spirit is the down payment on our inheritance. 
which is applied toward our redemption as God's own people, resulting in the honor of God's glory. Friends, do you hear that language? How strange it is that the Holy Spirit is the down payment on our inheritance. In other words, God left God's very self as a down payment for us. Jesus, upon leaving this earth, left us the Holy Spirit so that until he returns, the guarantee of our inheritance is the Holy Spirit. Friends, we have been given an incredible gift, an inheritance that is right relationship with God, that is restored goodness, that is hope, that is God's very self. An inheritance is one that is freely given. The person is no longer with us, and so it is a gift. And inheritances do amazing and incredible things. Think about this building that we sit in, this land that we inhabit. The Franklin family donated this land years and years and years ago. Some of you that are longtime members of this church and community know that name and know that others of us just know it because we drive on the road with its name on it, right? Since 1860, people have been worshiping in a version of the Macedonia Methodist Church. And we have inherited that from them. Where we sit, this family that we share together, this is part of our inheritance. It's part of our inheritance. An inheritance of faith. An inheritance of following as the people of God. Now as we come up, on New Consecration Sunday, next week, I was also thinking about this word inheritance and what it means for us to leave something for others to be blessed. And the question we're asking around New Consecration Sunday next week is, is this one. It's simply, what is God calling me to give as a percentage of my income? And I think that as we answer this personal spiritual question, I think I think, I think we fall in line with either three different types of people. We might notice that God is calling me to give 10%, what is called a tithe, and maybe I've been trying or considering it for some years, and I'm going to finally make a step towards that this year. I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to do it. I've been trying, and, and as a family, we're going to try to get there this year. The second person might say, eventually I would like to tithe, but I can't just get the 10% out of the blue. Uh, if, if I'm starting at a very little amount of giving right now, maybe I need to make a start at 5% or 4% or 6% or so, something uh, that is less than 10, but notice that I want to make steps towards that kind of faithful giving. Maybe third, another person has been tithing for many years. Perhaps they're in a position to increase above 10% because no sacrifice is considered for them for a tithe right now. And maybe they're able, able to give above and beyond to the work of God in the church. When Laura, my wife, and I were newly married, and we were finally both receiving an income, which felt really strange, and we had student debt to pay off, and we're trying to save for an eventual down payment on a home, from the beginning of our relationship, we determined that we would give 10% of our income to God. Frankly, there wasn't much to give uh, prior to that date as we were both doing the student life thing and there hadn't really been much on the income side. 
So early on when she was still in school and I was just starting a job and there were months that were very tight, uh, we would make a budget each year and that first 10% each month would go to God. Now we never have written a check for a tithe in our marriage. We're usually busy during that part of the service. Um, so, so we have it drafted monthly from our account in, in our family. And in 2012, we moved into a different rental home, one that had a little bit more room as we thought about preparing for children. And I wanted a new TV for my man cave. I could say that I had a man cave. Those were the days before it was just a princess playroom. And so, <laughs> and uh, art place and place where my children draw on walls. But anyway, um, and so it's 2012, remember, TVs were, they weren't quite, you know, I found this 32-inch flat screen that was on sale at Best Buy for $299. And that seemed like a great deal of money to me post-grad student life. And I wanted this TV very badly, and yet I knew I did not need this TV. We had one of those 27-inch tube TV, the one that you pull your back out uh, picking up when TVs used to be heavy, remember that? And I was torn over the fact that I wanted this TV so much. So we sat in the Best Buy parking lot and prayed. Now, listen to me, I'm not as spiritual as you think. I don't often sit in the Best Buy parking lot and pray before making purchases, okay? But, but this time I was, all right? And my wife and I sat there and we prayed that if we were willing to shell out $299 on this TV, then we'd best be willing to share $299 with the first opportunity we met. That was the, that was, that was the deal we gave to God. So I went in, got my TV, got set up in my man cave. I thought 32 inches was huge at the time. Now it's like, that seems so tiny. Wish I would have gotten a 45-inch. But anyway, um, two days later, Monday, friend of ours calls who leads a homeless ministry that we're connected to. She was asking us to ask our churches who we served because she needed assistance for one of her clients who needed to stay in an extended stay hotel for the week because of medical issues. We asked her, how much do you need? She said $300. We told her, come get the check whenever you can. Right? Now, does that happen to me all the time? No. Right? But God was doing something in my heart there about giving, about inheritance, about what matters, right? Giving to God is what I am called and led to do. Friends, I want to do it. It isn't a guilt-ridden thing for my family. It is an opportunity to tangibly give something back to God. And then to kind of trust and dare God to see what God's going to do with it. Because if we start to do things like hand control of our finances over to God, well, God only knows what's going to happen with it. When all of a sudden we get those calls saying that someone desperately needs help and the amount's the exact amount, the exact amount that we prayed to God about. Friends, I ask you in the coming week before consecration, Sunday next week, to consider what percentage of your income God is calling you to give. Two questions I'd invite you to consider this week about inheritance. One is this. How have you received 
an inheritance from God? How have you received an inheritance from God? How has God graciously given to you? Every week at the table, we have an opportunity to remember and receive once again from that great inheritance from God, one that never fades, one that never gets old, one that is always poured out new for us. So how have you received an inheritance from God? And the second thing I'd like you to consider in light of the saints, in light of those we'll celebrate today, whose lives have gone before us, in light of those who not just we celebrate from the past year, but throughout all of our lives, the ways in which they blessed us with their inheritance, I invite you, how might you bless others with your inheritance? How might you bless others with your inheritance? Let us pray. God, you have given to us so very much. You've given us gifts of life and health, gifts of shelter and food and provision. Gifts of income and the ability to go and spend $299 sometimes for a TV. And yet oftentimes we don't think of the gifts. Instead, we're, we're driven by the scarcity that we see. God, I ask that you would help us to see the immense abundance of your blessings for us, and especially the blessing that is salvation in Jesus. We thank you that we somehow are part of your inheritance. We are grateful that you call us your own children and welcome us in. And God, we ask that in turn, we would use our inheritance to bless others. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.